and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. And Lee. How are we all doing? Fabulous. Yeah, okay, reasonable. Yeah, yeah reasonable. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know about anybody else, but last week's show, that wore me out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean... The uh, I can't quite remember what we what we talked about, but it's clearly nice to a speak classic. To everyone though. again, just a week later. Mm. Yeah, I mean, seven know, days can seem like such a long time. It can seem like seven weeks. It can, it's, it can seem like it can seem like ages. But I mean, you know, the shows that like we've done two over, months almost. Yeah, the shows that we've done over the last couple of months, I think, I think they've been the best that we've ever put out. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Three Legs for Gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the um sorry about the unplanned break. Um we we tried I've tried to keep things active on social media. Um as um as I tweeted, I've I've not been uh, I've not been too well, but I am feeling absolutely tons better now. And before we get going, I just want to thank everyone for all the messages of support that they've um they've been sending me over the last couple of months. It's Really, uh, really appreciate it, and uh, it, it's it's actually really helped. Hashtag best fans. <laughs> which, which country's got the best fans? Three legs, four wheelia. Ross Bergier. Okay. Ross Bergier. Ross Bergier. Oh. Of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if we're going on the uh, the Hamilton rule of best fans, we should say that the Isle of Man has the best fans because we're you know, we're here. That would change tomorrow if we went somewhere else. That's true. That is how it works. So does that mean England's going to have the best fans on um, on Friday for me and Sean? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind when we land. Right. Um, so we've got a bit of catching up to do, haven't we? Loads. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> four, four races. I mean, we did, we did a show after Max had won the, won the World Championship. Yes, yeah, so we kind of did finish the season off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Red Bull, while they hadn't won the constructors' championship mathematically, they won the construct. They won the constructors' championship. Yeah, we knew where mm-hmm. it was going. I think, didn't we? Yeah, um, but since then, it looks like the um, the grid has managed to sort itself out for next year. Sergeant got enough points for the Williams drive, didn't he? In the uh, yeah, eventually, as, by as doing it, lots of laps in well, FP ones. Well, no, as it turns out, as it turns out, all he needed to do, all he needed to do, was drive a completely flawless, penalty-free weekend in Abu Dhabi, and that would have got him the points that he needs because it's written down there in the very, very small print in the super license regulations. That if you do an entire Formula Two season without getting a penalty point, you get two bonus super license points. Well, so we didn't need to do the oh. twenty-four laps in the two FP ones that he did. As it ter- as it turned out, no. But I think possibly for mileage, he might have needed to do those. But technically, in the last race of the F two season, he could have literally done a couple of laps and then pitted. And he, as long as he didn't hit anyone in the in the process, he'd have been fine. But he did actually complete the race. To be fair to him, that's kind of cool. But mm. yeah, no, congratulations to Logan Sargent. I am actually quite looking forward to having an American driver in Formula One again—a full-time American driver. Yeah, the first full-time American driver since Scott Speed. Ooh. And we know how well that went. But what a name! <laughs> it was a name that promised so much. <laughs> he couldn't even get a part in Cars, which he sounds like he should be a character from. Yeah. He does, yeah, yeah. 
Or a villain in Speed Racer. I don't know. Would it? Would he be the villain, or would he be? Um, would he be the car designer? I've got the new Scott Speed car. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I've got the new Scott Speed car. Ha ha. <laughs> Isn't that, that what they say at the end of every sentence in that? I think so. It's it's fucking strange, isn't it? I I, I was never a fan of Speed Racer. I, I've got to admit, I, I tend not to get Japanese animation. In- no, I, I'm the same. It has to be really good. Like one of the one of the ones where everyone says, "Oh, this is the the greatest thing that's ever, or the greatest thing to happen to pens." Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen Akira. That was that that was really good. Once they yeah. once they redubbed it and. Gave the main character a new voice that wasn't the same guy that did Dog Tanyon. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but when when you're looking at sort of dystopian dystopian Neo Tokyo in 2020, you know, which at that point was years in the future, and all you can hear is one for all and all for one. I don't fucking work. loved Dog Tanyon. <laughs> <laughs> I have both seasons on DVD, and I didn't even know there was a second season until I saw the DVD on sale. So. Anyway, Formula One. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, Formula One. So, um, going in alphabetical order, Nick DeVries, of course, was um, confirmed as joining AlphaTauri after the amazing one-off performance that he put in for Williams. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's taken him six years to become an overnight sensation. He, the, the very first Dutch motorsport world champion. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure Holland loves that fact. I'm sure they do. Mm. I mean, he might be excellent in F1 from what we've seen of his one race so mm. far. He, he he could probably do very well. Yeah, he probably could. Um, it was weird though, wasn't it? Because if you remember, Alpha Tauri had locked in Gasly and Sonoda for next year. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Nick de Vries became available. They wanted him in the Red Bull um, stable, so they decided to... Um, not let Gasly go. I think is a polite way to say it, isn't it? Yeah, I think they probably they didn't put up to... a fight when Alpine came knocking. Yeah, well, you can have. Uh, we, we do, do you think Alpine did this kind of thing where it was just like, well, we won't fight for De Vries. We'll we'll back out of the race if you give us Gasly. And then they went. Yeah, that seems like a fair. Possibly. Yeah, because I mean, the, I mean, the lost the lost out on Piastri, mm-hmm. which. Um... We're going back to August, start of August yes. when all that happens. Start, yep. start of the summer break. And just to revisit it slightly, if you look up clusterfuck in the F1 dictionary, <laughs> you will just get first week in August. So, because that, um, and I think that that was that was the key to that was the key to everything happening. That that and Alex Albon's appendix. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, Albon's appendix, of course, giving Nick DeVries that drive, and then Nick DeVries smashing it literally in the Williams. Uh, did he score half the team's points for the season in that race? Because we normally get a team that finished in tenth, wouldn't we? That that would would have zero points, or maybe one or two points. This year, Williams did still finish tenth, but they had eight points. Mm-hmm. He definitely got a chunk of that, didn't he? I think Albon had Al- a few. Albon scored four. Um, De Vries and Latifi scored two each. Uh-huh. Mm. But Latifi had okay. like a full season for that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I don't feel um I don't think Albin's got as much credit as he deserves for his season at mm. Williams. Yeah, he's um done a really, really good job for Williams mm. this year. And yeah, it's, it, it seemed like George Russell could do no wrong while not scoring points, you know, for, for most of his time at Williams. Um Albin comes along, has like a, a, a pretty excellent year in the wor- worst car on the grid, and nobody pays any attention to him. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, Russell was getting all the um, Russell was getting all the attention in twenty twenty one, and Williams were just going to be an afterthought after he left. I mean, uh, what are we? Three points finishes to uh, two two tenths and a ninth, but um, comfortably outperformed his teammate, who again seemed to get more attention than him, just mm-hmm. by just by dint of being massively off the pace yeah i think he had some really good qualifying as well didn't he alban i think not i wouldn't go as far as yeah, yeah, a, regular, a regular in q3 but certainly you know had a few sort of six sevens eights yeah it was just yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. the race pace that was letting the car down i think i think I probably need to look up the um official stats on this but i think it was something like seven or eight q3s during the season it's mm. decent yeah thanks like when you when your teammates sort of pretty much constantly back row Oh, I mean, it was a massive gap as well. Oh, yeah. you know, there, was, there was some qualifying sessions there where it was just a huge gap between those two drivers. Maybe that, that's part of the problem. It, when you've got... Uh, when you had Russell and Latifi in a car together, they, Latifi was still like a kind of unknown quantity, mm. whereas we all know he's shite now. So it's it's not quite as impressive to see his teammate destroy him because you expect uh, like Latifi's teammate to destroy him. But maybe maybe that's part of the reason why um, Albon went under the radar a little bit. I think yeah yeah it could be because I mean in twenty twenty one we we just had the you know the running joke or the spinning joke that was Haas who went who went the entire season without scoring a point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know we, we were expecting Latifi to be the new I don't know what's the best description for it but monkey. But monkey, I've never heard that expression I, 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 before. Paul. Yeah, I think I think you could have left that hanging all night, and none of us would have said "but monkey." <laughs> somebody sent somebody sent me a link to a site called TV Tropes, and it's a popular trope on there. What is the definition of a butt monkey? Basically, the butt of the joke, the one that everyone takes the piss out of. Um, the the Charlie in uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Uh, okay, that that's gonna be that's gonna go down better with our American listeners, I think, than the term <laughs> butt monkey. <laughs> I just want to point out it's an American website, so okay, fine. They 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 may they may have heard of it. Butt monkey. I found in the head to heads here. In my head, when you say oh, sorry, butt monkey, on. I'm thinking of you know, is it the chimp that has like the bright red ass? <laughs> I'm thinking of that as being a butt monkey. Yeah, it's some kind of baboon or something. I think it is a baboon. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the head-to-heads. Head head head. head yeah, what do we think it was, Albon Latifi? Bear in mind there was one race where it was De Vries Latifi. I'm going to... So oh. 21 races. Mm-hmm. 21 races. What was the, what was the are score? We counting, are we counting De Vries as Albon? No, no, no. There's a separate separate thing entirely. Well, in that case, I'll go De Vries 1-0. Well, yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then Albon Latifi. <clears throat> Ooh. 21, I reckon. 
Any advance on 21? I'm going to say 19-2. Any advance on 19-2? I have no idea. Yeah, and Paul's right, 19-2. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Join us next week for the uh, shunt replacement quiz. <laughs> who's, a total, who's a total butt monkey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to catch on. <laughs> really? I, I'm still convinced that there is something on Pornhub which is absolutely rotten with that title. <laughs> I'm going to try it. <laughs> if I what, disappear, what, you know, what, it's, the, <laughs> it's either the, the really app, good or I've got a virus. <laughs> the <after> the search. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Oh, this is this is six weeks of um, not speaking to people, all coming out at him, once in it. We do, but with two T's. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Don't search that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awful. Yeah, no. Yeah, get, no. That's that's a, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be an expl- exclamation. But monkey. <laughs> Yeah, like Johnny Vegas. <laughs> Again, another one that's going to go down well with the Americans. Yeah, yeah. But races, race head-to-heads um, in the twenty races that both Williams drivers finished, sixteen-four to Albon. So he properly put Latifi away. It's no wonder Latifi lost his seat, really, is it? And the four, looking at the um, looking at a complete season write-up. Uh, Albon retired in all of them. Ah, so he only beat Albon when when he would when they both finished the race. He never beat him. Yes, it's not ideal, oh, yeah. really, is it? No, you know, even even with the um, with his dad's millions, um, I don't think there would be any excuse for keeping him on. Does his dad no. still own a chunk of McLaren? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Who were very pointedly not approached him to be a um, test development sim driver in any way, shape, or form. I think, in fairness to him, I think when he did buy his shares, he made a point of saying it was his own investment away from um, child. I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, because yeah. we surmised that maybe that was to. Because if you remember, Latifi was hanging around Force India Racing mm-hmm. Point for a long time. And then we thought that the, the the daddy Latifi buying into McLaren was a was a ruse to try and get him into that car, but he distanced himself quite quickly from that, um, and that has never been linked, as far as I know, with with McLaren or any other team. No, um, I mean he's saying he's looking for the next thing to do. Um, I, I can see him going to WEC. Maybe I think he's one of the, he's one of those solid drivers that do um, that do all right in um, in a GT. Is the point of the WEC though that you don't crash into things like walls? Oh, you don't put him in for the first two stints. Yeah, but there are still walls after the first two stints. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't just replace him. With time the for the carries. third stint. Remove the wall. <laughs> Actually, no, better one. You don't put him in at night. Yeah, that would be a problem. Oh, but no, but at night you can't see the walls. So, <laughs> so what, he doesn't know what to aim for? <laughs> oh, God. So, um, other, other grid changes. Let's bring that up. Well, Hulk and back. You said yes, that already, Hulk didn't you? Yes, Hulk and back again. 
I mean, he um, uh, was a renegade master. <laughs> yeah. I tried cracking that joke at work a few weeks ago, and everybody looked at me and went, what? Yeah. Back once again for the renegade master. So this is Haas getting rid of a German and replacing it with a German. Yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of people are saying um, that Mick's been unfairly treated. But he didn't really deliver. You say that. Again, I'm looking at the head-to-heads because I've got them all up here in front of me. Qualifying, Magnussen totally smashed Schumacher, 16-6. But in the races, Schumacher totally smashed Magnussen, 14-6. I think it was the start of the season, wasn't it? I think Magnussen got on better with the car right at the start and got sort of the, the headline grabby results. But actually, as the year yeah. has gone on, it's been more the other way around. Yeah, Magnussen did score double the amount of points as Schumacher mm-hmm. as well. Um, Schumacher only just... finished top 10 twice. Yeah, he's not his dad, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's barely his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more a case of that uh, when there was a hot minute there where that car wasn't a complete shambles and um, Magnussen did something with the car when it wasn't a shambles. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when Mick Schumacher, because let's forget he came off off the back of a a fairly rubbish season last year that he he only looked not as rubbish just because of who was sat next to him in the car. So if if if, if Kevin Magnussen would have been in the car with him last year as well, then we, we, he really would really really would have looked bad to, at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, you're saying sort of the car didn't look a complete shambles. I'd say every, everything up to Spain, um, it was it seemed to be pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're um, remember Haas in 21 said, we're not developing this car. The car at the beginning of the season is exactly what it'll be like at the end because we're concentrating on the new regs. Well, it kind of worked out for them mm-hmm. in terms of their performance leap that they made from 21 to 22. Until um, they then had to start developing again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as yeah, the, as yeah. the season has progressed, the car has not. Forgotten how to develop. I mean, it was it was still it was still there or thereabouts, you know. The last um, in the last four. Races. I mean, they got a pole. God knows how they got a pole. They got an eighth place in the sprint. They got ninth in um, in Austin. So it it wasn't utterly dire at the end of the year, but they did go through a um, pretty barren patch. In fact, no points between France and Japan. I think as well, possibly Ooh, the, the, the head-to-head results record is possibly flattered by the fact that Magnussen just went through a phase of just driving into shit on his, on mm. the first lap and ending oh. up 18th. Meatball flag. Oh, yeah. meatball. Um, R- Ricardo got him at one point, didn't he? Was that Brazil? Um, mm. Yeah, it just, shit just seemed to find him. Probably Latifi at some point. Probably, seems reasonable. I don't know. That was uh, that was that was mainly Joe that Latifi took out, wasn't it? Definitely, at least once Joe was taken out by Latifi. <laughs> I don't think Joe at any point of this year crashed of his own accord in a race. Similar. Mm. He had a good year. Who Guan Yu Zhou? Yeah. Quietly. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Given that that Valtteri Bottas is his teammate, and you know Bottas is an experienced. 
mm. experienced team. They, they signed him up quite early, didn't they, Guan Yu Zhou? He was announced sort of before summer, wasn't he, as being as having done enough to retain his seat for for next year. Brings the money, I think, as well, doesn't he? Which yeah, obviously yeah. helps. Yeah. Talking talking about us, um, it's the 28th of November today, which is the 10th anniversary of Williams announcing that Bottas will be driving for them. Okay. That, that was just oh, a random fact. <laughs> that was just a random fact I saw on Twitter this morning. Yes, very random. <laughs> <laughs> also factual. So yeah. Yeah. yep. So can't can't argue with it. Yeah, definitely definitely a random fact. Um, so. Yeah. That we're, the Alfa Romeo team's got some some stuff going on, hasn't it? Because we don't know if Kubica doesn't think he's going to be there again next year because you don't think they need the Orland money anymore. Well, they've got all the Audi money coming in in the next few years. Yeah, well, yeah, but they've got to keep themselves afloat till twenty six, haven't they? So, um, is it is it it's only Alfa Romeo for one more year, isn't it? And then twenty five, twenty four, and twenty five is Sauber. Sauber. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Sauber, the Sauber name always comes back to the grid like the Alonso name always comes back to Enstone. <laughs> Although something tells me, I don't More think... More returns than The Undertaker. I don't think we'll be seeing Alonso driving for the Enstone team again. Be Not safe. whilst Esteban Ocon is there. I was going to say, you say <laughs> this, but people move on from the Enstone team as well and... You know, he could be brought back in a, under a, a future regime. When his friend is no longer employed by them. <laughs> or our friend, as he called him. Our friend, yeah. I've lost the front wing, thanks to our friend. <laughs> and then got a penalty for it. I actually think... They were talking about the Brazil incident here, aren't we? On the on the because they, they 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 touched going into the first corner. Yes, it was a sprint race, wasn't it? They touched going into the, not the first corner, but on the first lap they touched going into the the top corner to turn four possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they touched again on the, on the straight, which is when Alonso lost his wing. I kind of think that was Alonso's fault. Oh, well, Alonso did get a penalty for it. Yeah. He was, he, he misjudged how quick he was closing in. Yeah. But I mean, you could say he's got previous on that. Although, um, I think possibly the other one was Stroll's fault. That, that's going to be an interesting team dynamic next year. That yeah, one that, was definitely Stroll's fault. It was definitely <laughs> Stroll's fault. Yeah, no, not checking yeah. his mirrors, which is why it surprised yeah. me when um, when Fernando said, "Was it the was it Abu Dhabi or was it, oh no, it was, it was the race? It was Brazil." When he said, "Oh yeah, just one more race and then this is over." It's like, mate, have you not looked at who your teammate is next year? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a significant chance that uh, Alonso won't necessarily have to deal with Lance Stroll on track an awful lot. Yeah, something something tells me there's going to be a little bit of a gap between them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sebastian Vettel's not been at his best, has he, in his final year in Formula One? Um, but final he's... how many years? Well, it was this year and perhaps the last year as well. But yeah. whilst he's been teammates with Stroll, he still smashed him. Totally smashed Stroll. Yeah. And he's not been that good. So... <laughs> Imagine what, and Alonso has been driving really well in um, sort of the last stages of this season. So if Alonso carries that form over, I'm, I'm not entirely. I'm still not convinced that it's the right decision to move from Alpine to Aston Martin because they both appear to be going in different directions. But um, well, you run into the back of an Aston Martin, um, you go upwards. You run into the back of an Alpine. So. Run into the back of an Alpine, you go into the pits. 
Yeah, but let's Aston Martin were were the the team formerly known as Racing Point Force India, constant consistently finishing fourth for like three or four years in a row, and and they're like, yeah, now we're Aston Martin drops to the back of the grid, <laughs> and uh, Alpine, obviously the 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 Renault the Renault project L Plan, um, yeah, it's just it's it's going okay. Fourth is all right, but. Yeah, I mean they've, yeah. they've taken over where the green cars should have been. Yeah, exactly. And well, the, the Alpine beat McLaren, which is what happens when you get rid of their engines. I think it's going to be interesting what happens to Alpine because I, uh, how many times have we seen this from the Enstone team in recent years where it seems like every guys they've been in, they've got to a point where they look like they're knocking on joining the top teams again or you know not maybe not being amongst them but certainly closing into the back of them and then they just seem to to fall off and disappear well that usually sort of coincides with Renault saying yes we're leaving F1 we've had enough yeah that's fair um but I I don't know there's just something I mean maybe it's a funding thing you know of all the um like works team Outfits, they've got like the lowest works team budget, haven't they? It's like they've got the sort of the, the Renault Alpine group. It's like they've got this idea of we desperately want to be in F1 and can't quite keep away from it, but yeah, they're not prepared to put the Commit. same money into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, how, how many times have they, uh, how many times have they left now, both as a both as a constructor and an engine supplier? Because oh, it's many, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so do we think going back to to, to the Alfa Romeo? Do we think Teo Porsche is probably going to be the reserve driver for next year? I would imagine so. What mm. um what isn't have, what a thought? So he's um he put a statement out today saying for the first time in about four years he doesn't know what he's going to be doing next season. So mm. I'm taking it as read that he does know what he's going to be doing next season, but he's not allowed to tell anyone yet. Uh-huh. Is it not going to be Mick doing? For Alpine, Doohan. is it what's his what's his first Jack name? Doohan. Jack Doohan. Yeah. Jack Doohan. Yeah. Jack Doohan. 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 Jack which might have so Dan- worked out quite well for him, given how Piastri played out. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Ricciardo has decided to go back to Red Bull as a. Th- yes. it, now it's not. It's it's the official title is third driver. It's not reserve. It's third driver. Isn't that the same thing? I've seen a, I've seen a couple of people like pull that up. Yeah, I feel it, that's the, just it, the same. I think thing. it probably is a title for sort of ego reasons. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they've they've already said that if a um, Alfatari or Red Bull driver can't participate in a weekend, then Liam Lawson gets the seat. Of course, yeah, Liam Lawson's going to be the mm-hmm. the um, Alfatari reserve. Mm-hmm. And do we think is it's not been confirmed yet? Has it Mick Schumacher going to Mercedes? Well, Toto's been uh, Toto's been singing his praises. Because well, Stoffel's yeah. at Aston Martin now, isn't he? So he's gone from Mercedes. Mm. Nick DeVries isn't in the pool anymore. Nope. It would make sense. They need someone. So, mm. yeah, why not, Mick? 
Yeah, I mean, a year, you know, a year on the sidelines and in the simulator might just give him a bit of a spark. So I'm not entirely, not entirely, I don't know, I'm not 100% on whether there's going to be a great amount of talent in F2 next year. It comes and goes in waves, doesn't it? Yeah. Remember, we had the years where we had, and I don't mean this in in in, in, a, in a British uh, leaning way, but when we had George Russell, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, all in the same year, uh, all Nick, Nick De Vries as well, wasn't Nick it? Nick De Vries was in, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick De Vries was in the same year. Uh, uh, Antoine Hubert, Jack Aitken was there. He he got an yep. F1 drive at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Antoine Hubert as well, um, who almost certainly would have been mm-hmm. in Formula One already by this by mm-hmm. this time. Um, you know that was a really strong F two field, and then mm-hmm. yeah, it sort of it sort of faded away. You wonder if it's going to sort of come come back full of talent again. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, looking at the confirmed F two drivers that we've got at the moment, and obviously with it being F two, you don't usually find yeah. don't usually see the grid until um, about ten minutes Quite. before the first race. Guan Yu Zhou, Guan Yu Zhou was in that 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 field as well. He was, been, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I mean, Dennis Hauger, who Red Bull Junior, yeah. Enzo Fittipaldi, one of the ninety million Fittipaldis out there, and newly Red Bull Junior. Um, Oliver Behrman. It's Ferrari Junior program, I think. Uh, moving up from F three has been all right in F three. No, he's with Prima, so there's a good chance it'll be uh, Ferrari Junior. But the Prema other driver is Mercedes. Freddie Vesti. Yes. Who has been round a while. Yeah. So is he maybe going to get the Mercedes driver, third driver, reserve he, driver seat? He wouldn't have the super license points if he ah, actually was needed you. to race. Uh, then we've got Arthur Leclerc, who... I think came as a bulk deal with yeah. the other Leclerc. Yeah, is he there? Is he there on his surname? Uh, Clement Novelak, who appears to have been a super sub for the last couple of seasons. Schwartzman's not not in F two this year, no. Not at the no. not at the minute, but he did the F one young drivers test. And he did now, for now, Ferrari. Yeah, he's now racing under an Israeli license, but he's always been on the Ferrari program. Did they, uh, did they use him in sports cars a bit this year? I feel like they put him in something. No, they might, they might have done. Uh, Ralph Boschung, who is about to go into his one, two, three, four, five. He's like six, the new seven. Luca Giotto, isn't he? Yeah. He's just there. This is this is going to be his eighth season in F two. Two Julian Palmers. He's <laughs> never, fin- you know, he's never finished in the championship higher than tenth. All right, twenty twenty. He only did two uh, two races, but still. So realistically, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we we often talk about how. Um, oh, it's the, a shame. Uh, just just one, just one more to go. The other one's Kushmini, who is owned by Red Bull. Is he? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they signed him recently. Really. Um, it, it's just I know we spoke a few times, haven't we, about like drivers like winning an F2 championship and then getting thrown out of F2. Mm-hmm. The next thing is they find themselves in World Endurance Championship or Formula E, never to be seen around a Formula 1 car again. Um, it would make sense to allow reigning champions to have another season and to kick out drivers that have been in for three years. 
Yeah, put a time mm. limit on F2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they're doing the lower classes in uh, MotoGP. Because they've, yeah. they've, got, they've got age limits on there. Yeah. Because yeah, there is absolutely that you, you, that guy that's been in fucking F F two for two hundred years. There is absolutely no point in him being there for another season or another season after that. Mm-hmm. You know, Roberto Mary went back to F two, didn't he? he after F one, he was 1. back in it this year for a while. When Ralph Boschung, who's the one we're talking about here, who's been in there forever, had an injury. Roman Grosjean went back. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I don't mind the going back thing. That's not, that's not, especially if you're not like. Um, like consecutive years, and especially someone going to Formula One, going back and then back to Formula One, I don't think that's as bad as somebody that's just in F2 that doesn't make it out of F2 but just sticks around for half a decade. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Ralph Boschon has been in every F2 season since it renamed from GP2 mm. in 2017. And yet yeah. we've got champion from this year without a seat for next year. Piastri has mm. just been sat around doing fuck all for the last year. Nick DeVries has had to wait quite a while for his chance in F1. Like these are all maybe you could who work could it. Have done with another season. Maybe maybe you could work at that. A any driver is only allowed three seasons in F two, mm. regardless. You know, you, you you give them a three season cap. So if the, if they win it in their first year or their second year, you know, they've still got like another one or two years, depending on if they if they become champion. Um, that feet that feels fair. It also means that you could have a Roman Grosjean situation where someone makes it to F one, isn't actually quite ready, and has to knock back down for a season to go back up to Formula One, and still not be quite ready. Yeah, yeah, it would work having some kind of limit on it, definitely. Rather than oh, it's the champion who can't who can't drive again. You yeah. know, if you win the championship in your first year, and, and you know what, you know, okay, well. I've still got two more years, possibly in F two. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, you're saying about Luca, um, the new Luca Giotto, mm-hmm. Ralph Boschon. Um, kind of forgot that um, Giotto <laughs> raced at Monza in F two this, this season. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kind of guest proves, drive for his home my race. Point, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, done practically every. Um, Practically everything in F2 that it's possible to do, except win it. Did yeah. you just have a spaceship go past? Possibly. Could could well have been. Spaceship, Sounded like Spaceship it. or Yobbo with bean can exhaust. One or the other. Probably Yobbo with bean can exhaust. On my headphones, sounded like some sort of <laughs> sci- sci-fi spaceship. <laughs> So I think we can come to the conclusion that F- F2 can be a little bit of a stagnant talent pool. Uh, well, No, I don't. I just think it's the way they um, distribute the talent from F2. Uh, Artem Markalov is a, is, a, is a good example. He was mm-hmm. at the top of F2 for like, what, three? Did he win the championship? I think Markalov? he was a runner-up a couple of times. Yeah, so like, did he uh, did he not get the chance, you know, to at least test or become a reserve driver for an F one team? Based, I think he based on very, being very, very briefly spent a little bit of time on the books at Renault. Very briefly. Yeah, see, it seems like uh, he was development driver in twenty eighteen. Oh, there you go. And did FP one in Russia that year? Ooh. 
I suppose he's not allowed to race under his flag, has he? So, yeah, <laughs> not at the moment. Not at the moment, he's anyway. Lived, he's lived in the UK for quite a while, though. I think he went to uni in the UK. He might be. I'm sure he could find another passport if he needed to. Depends. Yeah, probably depends, depends how Russian he wants to be. But um, yeah, I was looking. I was looking to see how he did. Uh, how he did in F two. Um, Again, many seasons. GP2 from 2014, right up to 2020 in F2. Yeah, he's one that kept yeah, just but... turning back up, wasn't he? Yeah, second second in 2017 behind, uh, behind Charles Leclerc. But yeah, he was, he was always there. It's like, oh, he's not doing this season. Oh, he's in. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult because obviously there's only a limited number of seats in Formula 1. At the moment, there are only 20 seats, um, you know, Hope I'm kind of hoping that does expand in the next few years, but twenty seats. You've got drivers like, and I don't mean this in the manner it probably comes across, but you've got drivers like Alonso who retire and come back, and he's in his forties. He's just like, uh, what's what's the realistic chance of you actually winning a title? Do you maybe do you maybe just want to step aside and let somebody younger have a go? I mean that's that's the thing because I mean you, 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 your average Formula One career, um, if you go back to sort of nineties, noughties, you were looking at five or six years, and the grid was constantly changing. All right, there was a lot more teams on there as well, and there was a lot of no hope of teams that were just taking pay drivers. But even even in your top teams, you were getting sort of you know five five or six years, and then uh, then that would be it. Now you look at the you look at the career length of um, drivers like Alonso, Hamilton, Vettel was around for. Kimi Raikkonen's a prime years. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he, he he retired after he was world champion, came back for a second stint, and his second stint was longer than his first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Vettel I've... Vettel's what thirty five, which is comparatively quite young. I think we're not taking into account. Um... What's like progressions in sports science? Though? I was I was going to mm. say that that is the main thing because um, sports science training, even sports psychology, you know, even you, da- even like what were like how close to the edge you can get with like legal supplements now. You know, for where mm. yeah, if a, if a um, if a rider driver like oh athlete of any type gets like to a certain level you you can you can essentially ask to get your testosterone levels bumped back up you know legally so that's uh that you know that's it's just a massive like massive game changer when it comes to people yeah, competing into later life yeah you see uh, a lot of drivers as well they take that kind of like the you know like the orange gel packs um which you know you you, you see athletes taking all the time but the um they're for, usually formulated. They're, they're individually formulated, though, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're usually individually formulated for like the top athletes. Yeah. yeah. So Fernando Alonso's is not going to be the same as George Russell's, for example. No. Yeah, I tried one of the um, I tried one of the gel packs once when I was on a on a bike ride, and I've got to say I was surprised how quick and how well it worked. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was um, it was it was a right energy boost. I was uh, mm. I thought I'll 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 give it a go. It's only it's only a couple of quid. You know what? What's it going to do apart from taste like sweets? <laughs> what's wrong with sweets? I, I, <laughs> nothing. And um, it's you know, it's, sweets aren't the easiest thing to access when you're riding a bike. No, it's faff. Yeah. 
However, a gel pack is, and it tasted like sweets, and um, I got an extra sort of four or five miles out of it. I was like, yeah, I can do this. Just just to prove I do physical activity once a year. Nobody's convinced. <laughs> Sim racing doesn't count, apparently. Right, okay, fair enough. Moving on. Um, we mentioned Hulkenback, but... We did. Yes, not in, not in great detail. Do we do we think that it's a good move, a bad move, or what the hell? Um, I mean, Haas have got a German sponsor; they want a German driver in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a strange one to me because, like I just said before about drivers coming back, I think Hulkenberg did his time in Formula One, and I don't know that he's going to ever improve on what he achieved in the ten, twelve years that he was in the sport. Originally, if you know what I mean, his first stint. No, when he couldn't no podiums he... and seventh in the championship. Is that as high as he got seventh? Yeah, because he didn't. He um, didn't he win the Formula One B title? No, oh, possibly, Probably. but yeah, it, yeah, it's just I don't. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be, get better results than that ever. No, I mean I think the joke about him never getting a podium. Will uh, will run and run. Um, trust. Just trying to look. Has he ever actually had a fourth place? I don't think he has. Mm. You know. I mean, this will actually be his. I mean, technically, third F one stint because he did twenty ten and then was reserve driver for Force India in twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. And then over the last two years, he's been everybody's reserve driver. So this, this is his third crack at full-time F1. He's had a couple of fourths. Um, Belgium, 2012. And Korea, remember that, Ooh, 2013. Yes. But of course, he did win Le Mans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what... Would they have been would they have been better getting somebody else in? But is there another German driver that would be, that would have been up to it? It's not just. It, I don't even think it's just nationality. It's somebody that look look what they've lost this year, um, driver lineup lot wise with um, Schumacher. Yeah, you know, I, I think arguably they're getting a better driver than Magnussen in uh, in Hulkenberg, and it's when you're in, when you're a mid grid team like Haas, which is had like some fucking awful years now where we've constantly been talking about whether they're going to stay in the sport or not and how long uh, Gene Haas is going to continue to put his hand in his pocket for the team. It's it's a reset year. You know, it's it's just like, let's get two reasonably dependable drivers, like one dependable driver and Kevin Magnussen that, you know, has a turn of speed but can still be a little bit edgy at, at times. But hopefully, those their two drivers, Hulkenberg will push um, Magnussen, and their drivers that will up there or thereabouts bring home what what the car is capable of, like every every weekend. Yeah, just I think there's the, the, there might have been younger drivers who could have done the same. But that's the, the gamble, job. though, isn't it? That's the gamble, and they they they're not a team that's in a position to make take a gamble. They've tried the gambles. You know, Schumacher was a gamble. Uh, Mazepin was a gamble. 
Yeah, fair I, play. I, I guess yeah. the, the next fair the next gamble would be Pietro Fittipaldi. Yeah, and if, if let's be perfectly honest, I'd take Hulkenberg. And Fittipaldi doesn't strike me as like being a like an Albon or a um, Russell or Norris level talent. So unless you're, I think if you're Haas, unless you have one of those people where it is the potential that you have a fucking nailed on superstar on your hands, I don't, I don't think is, there's a point in t- mm-hmm. in doing it. Yeah, and I think I think Fittipaldi looked kind of. All right, didn't he when he when he stood in for for Grosjean after the fire? Mm. He, he was fine, but I don't think I think there's a reason he didn't get the seat more recently than that because yeah, it, it wasn't it didn't move me when I watched it. I don't think yeah, because I mean they didn't you know they didn't there was there wasn't even any talk of bringing him in at the start of this season when um when they got I think he talked about the idea that he was available. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think he was ever seriously linked to seat. I think we probably speculated it before yeah, the uh, before the K magazine. Oh, we we, spe- mm-hmm. we speculate everything. So where does that leave us with? Is that all the changes that we've uh, we've got for next year? I think, I so. think so. All the more yeah. recent ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we've talked we've talked about Piastri in the past. Um, <clears throat> the. Pr- I'll say it again, the pressure is really on him. Uh, with all the hype and all the fuss over the contract situation, he really has to deliver. He's He's got to be pushing Lando all the way, if not beating him, just to um, just to make it seem like it was worthwhile. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the, the only... Th- just having a look here. Are the only teams not to change their lineup then are Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Alfa Romeo? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is changing at least one driver. Yes, yes. that sounds about right. <clears throat> Although certain rumours that um, the current Red Bull pairing may not see the season out because they cannot stand each other. I know. That's that's flared up since our last show. Yeah. yeah. We, has everybody seen the video and the telemetry of the Monaco incident with Perez? Yeah. Now, that wasn't that wasn't shown at the time, if I, if I remember... You know, it wasn't sort of brought up as a sort of rule. Was this on purpose? Well, I see. That's it. I don't remember it being a thing either. Mm. No, but when you when you watch the telemetry, you know, watch the video with the telemetry on it, it's kind of obvious he did it on purpose. Mm. Yeah, it is. And to be perfectly honest, let's say you know the the talks coming out of Red Bull, um, or so rumors coming out of Red Bull. After the Max incident, which I, I genuinely, when you think of the hassle, like Max got for that in the end, if if he's upset with his teammate because you know his his teammate intentionally crashed to get a better qualifying position, um, I can I could see him being rather upset with that. Not to throw more tinfoil on the fire, but isn't Flavio Briatore's nightclub restaurant thing just sort of? Round the corner from Portier, where he went off, and Briatore was behind the original crash game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all, all I was going to say was the the, uh, the rumor was that after that race, that all came up again, and in private, um, Perez admitted to Christian Horner that he crashed on purpose, and that was the first time it had been 
put out in the open on the ta- on a table like that where he'd he'd owned up to to crashing on purpose. I'm not being funny. Is that not like a sackable offence? Well, yes. You'd feel so. You'd feel like that's. I mean, if you, it's not. It's not just the fact that. Um, I mean, obviously, we've had drivers do things in in the past, like Mr. Schumacher. I'm I'm looking at you. Well, but the, there's a difference. I think there's even a more acceptable difference of your your number one driver doing something like that. This is just within a team. Your number one driver doing something like that, as opposed to your fucking number two driver, which is supposed to be helping the guys just hindered. I guess the issue is at Don't that forget, point. Of the Nico season. Rosberg did it. Yes. Yeah. Nico Rosberg did it as well though, didn't he? He mm-hmm. he he uh didn't crash though. No, he overshot to make sure the yellow flags were out mm-hmm. so yeah. that nobody could beat his time. Um but at that point of the season, you've got a driver lineup that is working and is winning races. Would you actually want to fire one of them? Yeah. At that point, um, look at Alonso. He did. Ex- he did the um, delayed uh, pit exit, so that Hamilton didn't yeah. have a chance to get another lap in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Billionaire Flavio Briatore's nightclub is on the rundown from Casino Square to is it Massenet the next corner? Oh, so it's just a little bit before Portier. <laughs> Yeah, it's still at that end of the circuit, though. It's walking distance. Yep, <laughs> I'm, I'm claiming. I'm claiming that one. I'm claiming that one. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe the move from uh, Danny Rick going to be this third driver at Red Bull might not be as uh, daft as it sounds. The only thing that they would have is is how they how would they know if they stick Daniel Ricciardo in a Red Bull, he's not going to do just as badly as he did in McLaren. I'm guessing Red Bull have got a better simulator, so they'll be able to tell how we'd do. That's fair. For for all we know, um, he was like he was terrible in the McLaren simulator as well. We don't really know that side, do we? Yeah, you never you never get told that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, cause I'm, I'm I'm guessing their um, their pro versions of our Factor Two are a little better than the ones that we get to uh, get to play about with on a weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, McLaren are, uh, I think they're, they're just in the process of updating their simulator to be something more in line with, like, the top top teams, aren't they? That's part of the, like, the upgrade path for the for the technology centre. Yeah. And isn't it Lando that brings simulator sponsorship? So anything they've got would probably be tailored for him. Through his brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would... Uh... That would sound about right. Of course, the McLaren Technology Centre is also um, in Star Wars. Yes. Is it? Yeah, the, uh, that, uh, the new series that's just come out, that Andor. Um, some of it was filmed in the um, in the foyer and the uh, the car boulevard in the McLaren Technology Centre. Did they have to get rid of all the McLarens to film it? I think they just sort of CGI'd them out. But you can de- okay. you can definitely tell that it's um, you can definitely tell that it's there. The images were all over the uh, all over the interwebs. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've just read something that's made me laugh. Um, <clears throat> so that is the situation with the drivers. Now the team principles could be um, could be interesting because Ferrari in Abu Dhabi, officially denied that Binotto was on the way out. Never a good sign. Well, they put a statement out, didn't they? And it, and it was really... Um, 
it was kind of it sounded like it was it, the the announcement of his sacking or his resignation. But they put this official statement out, and it was just like Ferrari would just like to confirm that the rumors surrounding Matteo Bonotto are without foundation. It's like, uh, hang on a second, <laughs> you can't put something out like that. Just don't say anything. That's fine. You can- so yeah, the uh, the rumours have surfaced up um, surfaced up again this week, and um, Fred Vasseur is the replacement again. Yeah, the hot the hot rumour appears to be at the moment that the official statement will be tomorrow, because of course it will on a Tuesday. We don't do we don't do a show for like six seven weeks, and then the first time we come back, bloody Tuesday news goes and lands. And I'm not working from home tomorrow, so I can't even do a bleeding jump cut. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Is this Ferrari doing the usual knee-jerk reaction of, oh, something's gone wrong, fire the team principal again? Or was Bonotto not the right man for the job in the first place? I mean, his, they didn't win the World Championship, but Ferrari have still had the best year they've had for an awfully long time. Uh, yeah, since mean, since 2018. Yeah, they uh, got second, didn't they, right at the last race? Um you know, early doors, it looked like Ferrari might be a world championship contender. No, <laughs> that went out the window quite quickly. Uh, mainly because, not because of the car, I don't think, but because of Ferrari and Charles Leclerc um, just not getting it right. To be honest with you. The, the only person at Ferrari who appears to have gotten anything right this year is Carlos Sainz. Well, it certainly wasn't any of the guys that are responsible for getting the tyres into the pit lane. No, no. He Carlos Sainz calling the strategies mid race. Like we're going to go to Plan C. No, we're not. No, that's a rubbish idea. Uh, we'll we'll stick with what we're doing because then I'll be further up the road later on. And he was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I do wonder if Fred Vasseur does come into Ferrari because he's worked with Charles Leclerc before. Is there going to be a little bit of favoritism going on there towards Charles Leclerc? Well, I think also <clears throat> um, Leclerc with Ferrari is in a. I think it's a similar, um, similar situation to going back to Mika Hakkinen with uh, McLaren and especially Ron Dennis. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's he's the guy that they were always going to build the team around. So, whoever comes in, Leclerc is going to is going to be the number one. Even though, you know, Ferrari say we don't have number one and two drivers anymore. Bollocks. I think it's a terrible move for Ferrari, though, to continue that um, that idea, though, because they're simply not in the position to do it. it, it it's, it's almost like when you think about uh, like bad Ferrari decisions. Um, you know, when they essentially conned... Um, Eddie Irvine out of a world championship because they wanted Schumacher to win that championship. Mm. And it seemed fine. And to be perfectly honest, it seemed fine for years because they had Schumacher winning all the races and all the championships after that season. But if you think of that now, Ferrari would chop each of their limbs off for that championship if they yep. could have if they could have that right now. I have to seen something on Twitter which might explain why. Um, Benotto's job could be called into question. Do you remember, remember mid season when it's just like, well, if Ferrari are going to challenge for the championship, they're going to have to win all the races that are remaining? And Benotto said, there's no reason Ferrari can't win the final 10 races. 
in the final 10 races, the winners mm. were Verstappen, 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 Perez, Verstappen, 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 Russell, Verstappen. No reason why they couldn't win those races. <laughs> Aside from Ferrari. See what I mean? When you said something that bold and then you don't even get a single race win out of those 10. It's not a good look. That I can I can now see why, from a competitive angle, why his job might be... Why somebody above him, with the money and perhaps the executive decisions, is going, well, you said you're going to win all the 10 races. You didn't even win one. <laughs> What what's going on? <laughs> well, they've got quite a few seconds. I mean, that's 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 still that's that's nearly first. Uh, it's not first, though, is it? <laughs> it's about as good as Ferrari have got since Kimi. The first time round. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I mean, Ferrari's usual thing is we're on a bad run, we're getting things wrong, on track and off track, blame the guy at the top. Mm -hmm. I think so. It's for for Formula 1 management style if they replace Formula 1 with football. Yeah. You know, there could be, you know, hundreds of different reasons why they're screwing up. It's a young team as well. I know it seems weird saying about that Ferrari, but you know they, they've literally just tried to build this team up. You know they've um, they've got the strongest driver pairing I think they've had f- for a long time. You know it's the it, when when Vettel was there, he was kind of only real Vettel once, and Kimi was was never really on form. Um, Massa and Alonso. Massa was uh, that was after accident, was it? Was that mm-hmm. after accident, uh, Massa? Yes. So Massa wasn't quite Massa. Uh, the team wasn't there, but obviously Alonso was on form at that time. He was faster so you, than you, Massa, allegedly. Yeah. So you have you got to go back to like Schumacher. Massa or Schumacher Barrichello sort of like a definite one and a definite two but but or... two dri- two drivers driving at a really high level as well you yeah. know like that's the, so they they've just they're just building this team that looks like it could be Ferrari that could do some real damage in the future if everyone gets themselves into gear and now they're going to try and take the underpinnings out of it before they've even got there just seem it just seems crazy. I'd hate to be Charles Leclerc. You know, when you look at every driver since I know Kimi won like a, a world championship, and nobody nobody really knows how um, because Alonso and Lewis and Ron didn't have a <laughs> working podium podium pretty yes. much every race that year. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that uh, that last race of that season, and like going for a piss after the Grand Prix had finished, and thinking, "I don't understand how Kimi Räikkönen's <laughs> the world champion." <laughs> um, but um, he was seventeen points behind, and there were twenty available <laughs> with two races to go. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, never give up, kids. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just if you're Charles Leclerc and you think, well, fuck me, the last guy that was like properly successful in a Ferrari was Michael Schumacher. 
Yeah, it <clears throat> it don't bear thinking about. Yeah. So and, and then and like I say, the only the only other one which has been properly successful in like as in winning themselves a world championship was Kimi Räikkönen, and nobody fucking knows how he did it. Maybe maybe someone should ask him how how did you manage that in a red car? <laughs> he just managed. He just managed to make sure that the the two McLarens just kept tripping over each other, and that's exactly what happened. McLaren were looking at each other, and they forgot to look at the guy in the red car, and he ended up winning. Yeah, great. It was so good. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. going to be the uh, it's going to be the usual, isn't it? Was, oh, we, you know, we're still not winning. Right, blame the guy at the top. Bin him. Bring somebody else in. Mm. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Carlos has got one one year left on his chat on his contract, I believe. Is this is this his last year in Ferrari? Possibly. I don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm that could work out well. Yeah, oh, Leclerc's long term. Yeah, he's got like another three or four years on his contract. It's something ridiculous, isn't it? I think Leclerc's at twenty six. We thought that was silly, and then Verstappen went and signed for Red Bull to twenty twenty eight. Was it or something yeah. ridiculous like yeah, that? Yeah. But has the only the only thing with Verstappen's. Yeah, but the only thing with Verstappen oh, oh no, is uh, that'll have Sainz, all Sainz the performance clauses. Sainz has signed an extension and he's there for um, two more years. Right, oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, he's he's just, he's in just as much trouble then. Um, it, I you was can, still, just you can still pay someone to go away. Well, yeah, but oh, Ferrari are good at that. Yes, yeah. It's, <laughs> but what, it's if he wants to jump, that would be the thing. Mm. Uh, my, my big one, and I've, I, this is like going well into the future now, um, is where who will be in what position when it's the right time to move to Audi? Which I think would probably be the first year of it becoming Sauber again, actually. Well, Sauber is year after next, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, 24. So, yeah, um, you know, that's going to be the beginnings probably of the building of the Audi team. Um, Hopefully it will be a rocky road, but I think that's the opportunity for somebody to find themselves in a brawn. Maybe. Um, if Fred Vasser does go to um, Ferrari to replace Mattia Binotto, uh, Fred Vasser's very good friend, Cyril Abitbull, could possibly take over Alfa Romeo or Sauber until Audi are ready to put their own man in. Talks of Alamut Nish. So we wouldn't have a clue what was going on there. Isn't there? What is that? That was my Cyril impression. Oh, okay. It's very accurate, to be fair. You yeah. sounded, you sounded really far away. I thought somebody <laughs> was. That's because I was talking quietly into a different microphone than the one that I'm talking. To, that I normally talk to you through. Oh, okay, got you. Because we have, we, um, we have to have, we have to have separate microphones. One for the podcast and one for the call that we record the podcast on. Get you, Captain Two Mics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's one, Alan McNish, isn't it? That's supposed to be Audi. He Alan McNish. He is their um, he is their guy, but I think he's um, Formula E, isn't he, at the moment? At, at, yeah, at the, the moment is the crucial phrase you've said. There. Yeah, that, I, I've re- I've read stories linking him to a possible Formula One entry. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that Sauber team in Hinville. I'll be surprised um, if Audi continue in Formula E when they come to Formula One. Well, a lot of teams are dropping out, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Formula E seems to be very fluid at the moment with um, with teams jumping in and out like nobody's business. 
Fluid, do you mean diarrhea? Yeah, I was going to say they're usually falling off, falling off the back end. <laughs> uh, what is next year's Formula E grid like? Because there's going to there's going to be some teams that we've no idea what the, what they are. Nobody, nobody knows. Like, nobody nobody knows. Yeah, no, no, when you say no next knows. year as well, is it not probably a bit imminent? Because they do this weird like. No, it's it's. Yeah. I think they've changed well, they've sorted, it now. Have they yeah. sorted their shit out? Yeah, now? it's officially called the twenty two twenty three season. But the first race is in Mexico on the fourteenth of January, and the cat is an arsehole. I've got a cat on a shelf behind me that's got a lot of breakables on it. So amazing! And uh, the, great, the great sport of cat chewing is what you hear going on now. Dizzy. Isn't McLaren, aren't they putting two of their many drivers in the team for Formula E, but we just don't know which two? <laughs> yes. Don't forget McLaren did sign everyone, didn't one, they? One, just... of th- one of them has been confirmed as Rene Rast. I didn't even know that was one of their drivers. Well, that's the problem, you see. They signed that many. The, you, they, don't, do you, they... don't, you don't know who's signed from this week. I love the idea that everyone that signed a contract with uh, um, with McLaren was eagerly looking at Daniel Ricciardo to see how he did, and then when he continued to do bad, they just signed somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Rene, Rene Rast has moved to McLaren un- under the radar. Who knew? Um, what teams have we got? So the 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 summer summer recognise and. No, oh, the neo neo team. Yeah, neo team is going to be another thing again. Yeah, somehow Dick Tantrum is hanging on to a race seat. It's Formula E, to be fair. You know, it's the, the that's where that, that's where drivers that don't make it in Formula One go to. So he's probably got an indefinite lifespan there. Wasn't there a situation where he accidentally delayed a race because he like parked on the racetrack to get some sushi? Monaco. Was it Monaco? Yeah. I knew there was some issue with him parking on the racetrack to get sushi. Yeah, nipped it. Oh, nipped he parked it. on the racetrack <laughs> to get some sushi. This is yes. why he should have been in Formula One. Oh. <laughs> See, like every, everyone moans that we don't have characters in motorsport. And then to, uh, he's pro- one of the best characters motorsports had for fucking ages. You only everyone... like him because of his hair. No, I like him because he punched a motherfucker. Um, yeah, it's I, 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 God, I wish he'd made it to Formula One, but he does. He, he had, he had fucking great hair. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to fucking mod F1 manager and get him into my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody cat's doing it again. Um, so yeah, the other team principal that maybe, uh, maybe out on his ass is Otmar. Been being a proper, proper bell end lately as well, hasn't he? Talking of which, that was a cat knocking. Yeah, that was a cat knocking a bottle off a shelf onto a radiator. I don't know if anything's broken. Cats. Nope. Somehow I think it's still in one piece. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll carry on. Yeah. So up my up my shaft now. Aha. Still can't say it properly. Could be um, could be on the verge of getting replaced at Alpine. I mean, he's not—he's not of the—he's not of um, the greatest of seasons. With mm. that, with the with the whole Piastri thing, which he then claimed he knew nothing about. I mean, you're the team principal; you're meant to know who's who's got contracts with your team. 
Potentially, yeah. He may he he may on a personal level not have had a great season in that respect, but his team just finished fourth, their highest finish for a long time. That is a fine argument for why he should stay there. I I do wonder whether he's just made the, he made the company look a little bit silly with the way he handled. Mm. You know, it's not just like losing the drivers, not just losing Fernando, but. Then the stuff he kept saying about Fernando and... Um, Fernando's about... on a boat in Greece. Yeah. No, he's not. He's in Spain. <laughs> it's... It's... Did you actually think Fernando... Fernando's not Spanish? Um, but I, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get why he he ended up like doing that because he's always seemed like quite a le- one of the level-headed team principals. Yeah, I mean, he managed to... Sort of keep everything going through the um, VJ Malia time. Yep. Um, Which could not have been fucking easy. No. And obviously when uh, when Lawrence Stroll came in, they had their differences. Due to the number of popes, apparently. Yeah. Too many, too many popes. Not too many chiefs, but too many popes. <laughs> Which... Never, never quite understood because currently there are two. So there are, yeah. The Pope who who retired because he was too ill to do the job has just been retired for like fifteen years now or something. He's just doing just fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe poping involves more than sitting down. I don't know. But I'm out of my depth on this one. But um, yeah, with Otmar, he's. I mean, he's used to. Dealing with um, dealing with tricky team principles mm. or tri- tricky team owners, should we say? And um, has he uh, has he got too much free reign at Alpine? And maybe they've given him enough rope. Maybe because um. I mean, you know, as far as sorting out sorting out contracts and a lineup for next season goes, then. Uh, yeah. I'm, not being, I'm not being funny here, but like they, they, they got rid of Cyril. They they got uh, Davide Brivio in, didn't they, for the first season of Alpine? Mm-hmm. And after like three quarters of a season, Davide Brivio went, "Don't like Formula One," mm. and then he left. So they got they they poached Otmar from um, Aston Martin, and Otmar's been in, like you say, Paul. He's been in and around Formula One for a long time. I mean, I, I appreciate the applause, but I'm assuming that's to get the cat off the off the shelf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, <laughs> Not, not, was, you're not applauding my words. <laughs> I, I was actually opening a can of compressed air to threaten uh, threaten the cat with. Oh, okay. Because every every time she acts like an arsehole, we give her a give her a blast from the air duster. It doesn't do any good. She just runs away and scowls. But anyway, I imagine it, it would do any good. <laughs> he's been in Formula One a long time, as you were saying. He's been Omar's been in Formula One a long time, and you know he's got the he's got the skills. He knows. How to manage a team? It would seem really silly to just get rid of him after this after the first year, when he took over from a guy who was only there for one year in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I think Brivio is actually still there, just in a, a lesser role. I thought he'd left because he didn't like Formula One. It was the schedule that was too much for him. Well, I know at one point they were they were definitely not going to have a A team principal, and they were going to run it by committee. Mm. Yeah, he's still on the team website as um, a racing director. That's an upstairs move, then. Possibly. 
look, mm. th- this isn't me just going, look, I fully believe in L plan 22.5B paragraph C subjection F. I think we're on now. Um, but there has to be a reason why Fernando Alonso and not only Fernando Alonso, Oscar Piastri, who was desperately trying to get into Formula One, would prefer to go to small to go to teams that weren't doing quite as well right now than stay at Alpine. I can I can understand for Fernando wanting a bigger, uh, like a longer contract or something like that, um, and seeing the like the the infrastructure that's being put in with. Aston Martin and thinking about if look if I do three years there, you know, I might get a half decent car in a year in a year to two years time. But Oscar Piastri, it makes no sense that if you look at the tra- trajectory of teams, um, and the fact that he had to go to McLaren next to fucking Lando Norris, it makes no sense to do that rather than stay at Alpine. So there must be a reason why those people didn't want to stay there. Well, I mean, Piastri was meant to be going to Williams, and that's what um, that's what Mark Webber didn't want because mm-hmm. a year at Williams, might, Williams might well have might well have damaged his career. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, still I can, believe I, I still that. believe that Alonso because Alonso and Webber are big friends, aren't they? I still believe that they had they sort of worked this together. Well, Alonso and Weber, I think. Uh, I think their sort of big link is Briatori. It is, yeah. Managed both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I mean, they are like friend oh, yeah, friendly yeah. as well. So uh, I'm I'm convinced that because just the way the stars aligned with Alonso leaving the team, Alonso saying he was going to stay with the team and then secretly signing mm-hmm. with Aston Martin, which allowed uh, Oscar Piastri to slip out the back door. I'm convinced that. That was a single move. Could that could also be why um, the, uh, Alpine is so uh, so salty about the whole escapade? Potentially, yeah. I mean, you know, they they've been they've been done over, good and proper. And if if it all has, um, if everything that's gone wrong from has come from the same two or three people all at the same time, mm-hmm. you you'd be fuming. You would, yeah. you would be absolutely fucking livid. Mm-hmm. Um, it, de- it definitely feels like a bit of inter-team, inter-team discussions. But that, again, that that still goes back to, you know, what are the reasons for it? Why, why, why would they? Why would people be talking outside of class about the about the the teachers? Mm. I mean, I got, the, I get, I get the feeling that towards the end of the season, the atmosphere around uh, around there was pretty toxic. Anyway, mm-hmm. with Alonso on his way out, can't st- can't stand Ocon. <clears throat> um, to be fair, Piastri he does seem st- a bit of a prick, doesn't he? <laughs> no, Alonso. Oh, no, Ocon. He does seem to be. Yeah, he was a bit of a prick first time around in Formula One, and he seems to see there's, there's just something about him. He's got a slappable face. I think Ricardo said that about it once, didn't he? That I, there's something about that kid's face I just don't like. <laughs> it was words to that effect. Yeah. But yeah Max just... Verstappen thought you had a slappable face, didn't That's he? That's very true. Yeah, and to be fair, well, Max know... had a good point on that occasion when you don't, yeah. Yeah, when you crash into the race leader under blue flags. It's was not it, good. Was it, a, it... was it a slappable face or a shovel? Shovable shoulder, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. A shovable chest. 
I think that's where that that's when I disliked Ocon was if you think back to the to where they were in the pits together and like of like Max Verstappen has had a pretty reasonable fucking gripe with the guy and he had that sort of full on like passive aggressive what are you doing I'm just here how can we possibly be fighting you know well I don't you know it, that that's that's the point where you say I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, but then Max goes and makes an identical move on the same corner a couple of years later. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying it was right. I'm just saying I can see why. Plus, Max is future go in, so it's fine. Once, once he gets uh, good enough to set the crown off Latifi, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering we didn't have a plan for anything to talk about tonight, we were, um, we were doing a show before we um, put something together for the season review. We managed to get an hour and a quarter out of it. Um, Fucking smashed it. Yeah, all right. Have we got anything else? No, we almost did like a mini season review anyway, didn't we? Yeah, almost. So I, yeah, I think we're going to go into it in a little bit more detail. Um, mm. Won't be ne- won't be next week. Warning you now, won't be here. But um, two weeks time and three weeks time, we'll do that. We'll do a two part season review. We'll talk races and we'll talk teams. And Sounds good. Shall we have the um, the three legs four wheels awards for rock stars and wankers of the year? Yes. I think so. so I th- I maybe, think... maybe, maybe yearly awards. Maybe we could do something new. What yearly awards at the end of the year? Or how about this? If 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 separately, we all work out the order of which drivers we think had the best years. Ooh, interesting. And then when we come back for the next podcast, we can go through and see where we match up. Yes, and but what, can someone and remind why us all about was this like two days in advance? Because I will definitely forget. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, well, we, if we could if all... If we're setting <laughs> homework, I need a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us have got any excuses that the dog ate it because we're all cat owners. Cats eat anything. Yeah, I can see Bruno's paperwork from here. He, he shreds. Yeah, cats are pricks. Yeah. Yeah, not going to deny that one. Um, right, well, thank you for listening. Um, hope the uh, interruption in service wasn't too bad, as they always used to say every time uh, every time the TV went off. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll have um, we'll have an entire season to look back on, and I'm sure we'll be around over the over the off season with. Um, we'll, we'll we'll just do a lot of shows with tangents in every uh, every week or two. Yeah, I reckon. Right, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.